Hello, everyone. Hello. And welcome to Scareberia. I don't know why it sounds that way. We're very, like, radio-friendly voice. I know. I really... I don't know. Welcome to CBC. CBC. <laughs> so, yeah, welcome to episode 25. I can't believe we're at 25. Mm-hmm. It's pretty wild. It's for me. We keep on saying that every time we have I an episode. I think I just keep getting surprised that there's still more hauntings to talk about in Canada. I'm so surprised that people still listen to us. I'm actually more surprised by that. I know. Oh, every so often we're like, you got notifications. Well, we get notifications. Like, you have a new listener. Wow. That's amazing. Can I stop my mom? <laughs> <laughs> so my mom, like, always, like, putting it, like, registering as a new user. <laughs> Anyway, I'm up to that. That is fair. So, Beth, how are you? I'm good. I guess like it's been a while. I know it has been. We've been a bit out of our scheduling, has been a bit different lately, so it's been a long time since we've recorded. But. Yeah, because uh, we had Patrick on. So, thank amazing. you again, Patrick, for coming on. You. He was amazing. That Please was... check him out. My big seance with Patrick Keller. Check him out. So much fun. So much fun. I think we had, I think it was more of a a chat session a gossip session that it was yeah. actual like interview <laughs> interview right. but uh, just you guys like Beth said you know he's an incredible host like he has mm. the most incredible people on his show yeah. a lot more professional than we are yeah yeah so we <laughs> fangirled out for like the first ten minutes. so yeah he was such a great sport so thank you again once again Patrick for coming on you are forever our BFF yeah. radio BFF so our radio seance oh radio seance friend it works out fiance and seance in one bam mm-hmm. and Beyonce and, and in honor of Patrick we are drinking a tea today we are that's true we, we are, are drinking tea right now so you hear my slurping I apologize mm-hmm. so um, before yeah. we start I should um actually tell our yes our audience about my uh, very cool uh, yes please do because I haven't heard about this yet so Beth was unfortunate she could not make out uh to the public haunt that uh, spooky stuff from haunted hamilton hosted she did invite us but beth's wonderful romantic husband decided to surprise her and took her away shout out to old mill alpacas for the best alpaca walk ever i actually got to walk in alpaca and meet them and learn all about alpaca well it was the best ever so shout beth out. was like in heaven so you know her husband being a wonderful guy that he is took her surprise her so that's fine but we, i dragged her friend emily so she was a good sport <laughs> i did drag her to our to the haunt so, like I said, spooky stuff from Haunted Hamilton. So, if you guys don't know about Haunted Hamilton, I'm sure you guys do if you are listening to this podcast. We talk about a lot. We do talk about them. So, she has hosted these great public events. And on Saturday, we got invited to the Cannon Mill, which is right downtown in Hamilton. And it was the most incredible building, first off. Yeah. It's very deceiving. So, when you first, when you walk by, it just looks like any other kind of building. Then you go inside. It felt like it was the TARDIS. Very oh, small yeah. from the outside. Do you go inside? It's just like massive, and it's got like three levels, and it just goes on and on and on. So the night started that we did. There's probably about thirty of us, mm-hmm. I would say, that were there. That's a pretty good number. Good size number. You know, they gave that little bit of the history. They walked around, mm-hmm. and this place is actually cool because it's used for movies, yeah. videos, because it's kind of got this like industrial. It's totally industrial. It's not pretty by the means whatsoever, but architecturally, it is just stunning. Like it's just such a cool building. So they gave you the history, what was used for as. You know, I mentioned it was a knitting mill, so it was open in the 1800s. Oh, we could have segued that with the alpaca wool. I know, right? Now Actually, it was it was a trifecta because like yeah. you weren't with us, in, you were with us in spirit. I was technically, technically at a mill. Please yeah. continue though. Sorry, no, it's all good. So you know, our friend Emily has never been 
on an investigation at all. She's never done this, so she's a great sport. She is into the paranormal. She is a fan of ours as well. She's a good friend of ours. Shout out, Emily. And uh, so, yeah, it was great. So we first started off in awesome. We basically got to wander through this whole place. That's pretty cool. And obviously discretion because we had to sign waivers yeah. because it is a pretty dilapidated building. There was yeah. a fire. One of the floors is out, but it's all safe where we can walk if everyone's following the rules exactly we're canadians i think we're very polite and we were kind of kept in in line and okay. like you know what i mean so we're like like we're canadians yeah okay cool sorry thank you everybody's very polite everybody was following the rules until they get drunk and burn stuff yeah but there's no drinking oh that's good it was it's not it's not one of those pub crawls gotcha so it was pretty cool so we walked to one section of the main floor and uh we decided to do our S-Box session. So nice. you guys know, if you guys follow us on Instagram, that I purchased a S-Box machine. And it's basically, it scans the radio. Um, we have different frequencies, rather. And what it does as it scans, you can ask questions. And an audible voice will come out saying, yes, no, hi, hello, maybe, green, so, purple. Wait, so when it does it, does it, like, sing it out? Because no. it's, like, songs on the radio? Sometimes it will. Like, you'll get, like, Adele being like, hello. Yeah, exactly. That's so funny. Right? So you will get these, but it's far and few between. You actually get that. You actually get this, like, very clear voice of, like, hello. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Goodbye. In yeah. Green and whatever it may be. So we decided to do this session, this S-Box session. It was, again, myself, Emily, and then there were five other couples there as well. Mm-hmm. Not five, a couple, I think five other people, five or six other people. At this point, I think it was almost like 10 of us in this one. Yeah. So some people started to leave as we started this session. Mm-hmm. And this couple who we met were really nice. They uh, decided to stay with us. Mm-hmm. And we're going and asking the questions like, um, what's your name? And we got a name clear. said, Dan. Very clear. Dan. I'm like, hi, Dan. I'm like, did you? And we're asking again questions like, how? Like, we just want to see if mm-hmm. it was intelligent. Like, if it was able to interact with us. So mm-hmm. we asked it okay, how many are there of us? And I said, again, at this point, there's like a group of us. And it said nine. There was nine of us. Wow, that's freaky. And as we said nine, the people kind of like, but they left, right? As they were leaving, as we were asking this. So there was nine. It was crazy. And then we asked, what color is Emily wearing? And it said green. And she was wearing her teal sweater. Then we started asking a question like, oh, and then the other couple left, like we decided to stay at this point. Yeah. We were the only two in this room. Yeah, Again, weird. it has like lights, but we didn't have the flashlights. We mm-hmm. just had some manual lights. We had our, yeah. our, our phones. Then we asked it. Okay. Or well, Emily asked rather. I was like, did you work here? And in a clear voice, it said, yes. Mm. Do you get this on video? No, unfortunately uh... I didn't record it because... You know, it's just, again, we are just so excited. Just the responses. So we've totally forgot to record this. That is fair. But before the other couple left, I forgot to mention is that when we were, again, doing the session, we asked, um, is there anybody else with you? Mm-hmm. And this is the creepiest thing. We heard this burst of children's laughter. <laughs> it was like a bunch of children laughing that came over so the machine, crazy. right? And so we are, we all, like, that was just insane. It was, it was just the call and response. Yeah. It was so fast. So we decided to leave that one area and we decided to join the rest of the group upstairs again, exploring this whole building. The misfits from the paranormal team from Haunted Hamilton were setting up and they were showing the devices they use and they were going to do a session there. And it was great, but I just found it was like, I think it was a little bit too crowded. There's too much people there. Yeah. But the energy was great, but I just think it was too much people, too many people there. So we decided to go this one part. It was just massive. Mm -hmm. 
And I was talking again, it's just Emily, myself, and then two other, three other rather people from the team were there. We have a conversation. As I was talking, I felt my legs get really, really cold. Like I just felt this draft was coming through. Like it just mm-hmm. felt really cold. I kind of stopped in mid-session. I said, sorry, I'm going to pull on my EMF detector. I decided to pull it out. Mm-hmm. And it was reading at 24. As we put it down by my leg, it went down to 22.2. Okay. And it was just staying. It was fluctuating. And it kept going, drop it. Mm-hmm. 22. Point, and it just kept going back and forth. So I'm like, okay, let's see if we are going to get something here. Right. We decided to pull out the S-Box again. And again, who was here? Dan. So Dan came again. Dan was there. And we're asking questions. So Emily asked, I'm like, okay, let's see if he knows what we're doing. So we yeah. asked, actually, before we even see that, actually, we just go back a bit. So before we even try to do the session, mm-hmm. I asked one of the team members there, I said, do you guys know of a, you know, the story maybe of a boy that was here? And they said, actually, he, there was a boy. And I said, really? And I said, how old? She goes, six years old. Because that's the thing we asked as well. Yeah. How old? He said six. Okay. So I asked her, I'm like, is there um, any stories that we know about a young boy? She goes, yep, a young boy who's who's six years old. And we just, the four of us who yeah. were there on there who had the first session, we all looked at each other like, that is crazy. And I just finished telling one of the other investigators about this. And he's like, this is insane. Like, this is great. So let's let's try to calm again. So we start doing the session again. That's when I felt the cold. Like, so, okay, we all pulled the equipment and we all decide to have the session. And he mm-hmm. came through again. We asked him, I'm like, okay, Dan, can you tell us what we do? Mm-hmm nothing so i'm like okay so rephrase the question yeah. dan can you tell us where we work and twice i said where do emily and i work yeah. twice we heard him say school 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 Dude, that's all we're recording heard. this with a video man i know i know because <laughs> there's so many people out there gonna be like mm-hmm. it was just, it, but there was a group of us and everybody was well. there and if yeah. you guys follow us on instagram you can see the guy who was one of the guys over there he's yeah. like that was just a crazy night it's just because yeah. it was so active and so we decided to give Emily, of course, us being teachers, yes. decided to pull a box of little Smarties. And we asked him, would you like chocolates? He said, yes. And said, what? And we pulled them out of the hands. Emily had them in her hands. And we asked, what is your favorite color? Red. Okay. And so it was just like this intelligent response. Totally intelligent response. I just, we cannot get over it. it just, and Emily's like, I cannot get over this. And so at the end of the evening, you know, we were having a ch- uh, chat with Steph. Yeah. And... She was like, this is, she was, I can't believe like all the experiences yeah, and like what you guys, wild. all the evidence you guys got. Mm-hmm. I said, that's a crazy thing. Like, like this was yeah. Emily's first ever experience. Question. Did you leave the chocolate for him? We did. Good. Okay. We left it. That'd be mean if you took it. <laughs> no, no, we left it for him. Actually, the best was, we said like, um, thank you, Dan. Thank you for coming out and, you know, talking to us. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I really hope you like the chocolate. And all we heard at the end was awesome. <laughs> In the like in this the frequency in yeah. the S box, it said awesome. That's so funny. I know it was just I could not get over. I was like in the super high. I'm like I cannot get over. That That's was my first time. That's pretty crazy using my S box yeah. and being in the session like that and just having that quick response. It was amazing. So that sounds pretty wild. That's insane. I'm sorry, I'm boring. You. No, you're not. No, no. It's one of those days. That's one of those days. Yeah. That's crazy. I know. I was just awesome. yeah. We gotta get next time I'll film we'll record. Oh, it was just amazing. And so Steph, so thank you again to Steph, Spooky Steph from Haunted Hamilton. Yeah. Thank you for inviting us to that event. It was just amazing. That's it truly incredible. was every paranormal investigator's dream. It was yeah. just amazing. And just to be a part of this historical building and just know what this place has done and 
you know, it was a backbone of Hamilton, right? The textiles and basically knitting. And so crazy. Though. I know. So, so I just have an image of like a ghost sitting on the like, radio being like, come on, Benny and the Jets, Benny and the Jets, <laughs> Benny and the Jets. What's your name? <laughs> Benny. So yeah. Daniel wants to be Daniel. So yeah. That's pretty wild though. Mm-hmm. I like you guys had a good. Oh, we did. And, and that's the thing. Of, that's why I chose the S-Box because mm-hmm. many great, like a, a lot of paranormal investigators do use that as a form of mm-hmm. communication. Like. One of my favorite shows is Porter Sahel mm-hmm. with uh, Jack Osborne and yeah. uh, Katrina. Katrina Whitman. Uh, Whitman. I don't know. What's her last name? Oh my gosh. Idea. Why am I calling her? Katrina. Katrina Whitman? Yeah. I think that's Something her name. Like that, yeah. They use it as well. So a lot of great paranormal yeah. investigators yeah. do use an S box. So. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So that's wild. Yeah, yeah. So I'm that was fun. To Emily now, be like, all right, I'm like, I know. I know. She's like, like I think I said, she's like, oh. We were talking, like, I wonder if this is, like, you know, beginner's luck. Oh, You know, because it's yeah. her first time ever. We're going to again and see what happens. I know. See what I know. She's, like, a good luck term, so. But I'm excited about this episode because yeah. I'm excited about my story. Yeah, you have a lot. Mine's a short and sweet one, but that's okay. Yeah, but yours are always pretty. They may be short, but they always have good information. Sometimes, sometimes. Well, today I'm actually going to have a bit of an American twist online. What? I'm going to be talking about Texas Road in Amherstburg, Ontario. I know. I think the best names, right? Best names. Trying to pronounce them always. Texas fun. Road. Texas. Road. I wonder what. How did they come up with that name? Like being in somewhere like in Ontario, and then I actually think it was part of a trade route from the states. Mm. So the stuff came up along this trade route through America up north, America. So America. So I think it was products coming from Texas did this loop up along the Makes sense. road to. Maybe not this exact road, but that's when I was reading it had to do with trade and things okay. like that. But still, like, you'd think it'd be like Rochester Road or like Buffalo Road, not Yeah, exactly. Texas, but Texas. There's a couple other names for it. I just thought Texas Road was the best, best one. Name. So I kept it. Now now I have the picture of like Texas Ranger in my head. Right? Chuck Norris and Texas <laughs> Ranger. That would be the best. <laughs> he should be the mask. He should be like the town, the, mascot. The town mascot. Or, you know, like when you go like, welcome, and then he should the welcome sign and like, welcome to the the Texas of the North. <laughs> That'd be so... We have Paris, Ontario. Exactly. We're thinking naming places in Ontario after other places. <laughs> London, Paris. Paris. There's lots of There's them. tons. It goes on and on. But uh, but this is a little road in Amherstburg. And the stretch that I'm talking about is right beside St. Clement's Cemetery. And the cemetery is rumored, quote, I'm making finger quotes because I can't see it, <laughs> to be the site of satanic rituals for years and a gateway where many ghosts and spirits enter our realm Ooh. when i was looking into it there's a whole bunch of whack load of stories so there was one story about a group of bikers who were all da- 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 I can't say today, <laughs> who were all decapitated by a wire going across the road and that they haunt the road roaming today with their bikes it's also been the source of legend for a headless horseman in a fun twist a headless horsewoman oh yeah. Very um, progressive. Advice. I thought so too. I was like, hey. Hooded figures in the graveyard, which may have linked back to the satanic ritual. Mm-hmm. Oh, what's the word? Stories. Mm-hmm. And the Renzi family ghosts. I didn't get too much on that as a historical family in that area. There wasn't much story on it, so I'll kind of ignore that one. Wait, so wasn't as interesting as the uh, a family ghost wasn't quite as interesting as the bikers. <laughs> but so this cemetery is, like, known for, like, satanic worshipping, you said? That's what they said. Why do people think, like, Here's why, though. Here is why. Okay. So most of these stories came out in the 60s and 70s, where satanic cult uh, fever was all <clears throat> the rage, Helter right? Skelter. Yeah. So I think that's why a lot of that 
came from. Most of the stories came from people in the 1960s and 70s, and that area kind of got kind of popular at that time for being known for this stuff. So they'd actually have people come out and sit and wait for a headless horseman or, you know, like lights and stuff like that. Very rarely did they find it, though. Very rarely did they find it. It no was shit. pretty calm. If they have LSD, maybe. You never know. <laughs> MK Ultra. <laughs> <laughs> so as this went on, um, people to this day still go back and like go along the strip looking for ghosts and hunting for ghosts. And it got to the point where the police actually had to put out several statements saying, please do not come out on Devil's Night or Halloween. Because people were trespassing onto private property, oh, damaging stuff, cool. being kind of jerks about stuff. But it was so popular, they actually have to put out press being like, dudes, sit me down. Like, wow. come and look if you want, but keep off the private property and don't destroy shit. Yeah, but what are those, like, lonely, like, bored teenagers are going to do? Well, it's funny you would mention that. <laughs> I guess that would be me. Recently, uh, a teenager came out. I'm not a teenager. He's a grown man. He's a real estate agent now. His name's Wayne Carlson came out and revealed that back in the day, uh, him and a bunch of his friends would uh, hang out by the road, basically with the intention to scare the bejeebas out of people. <laughs> so they would use, like, tapes with the scary music people would play on Halloween. Oh, no They way. would dress up like zombies. They'd play firecrackers. They'd run around screaming. It was pretty- So a lot of people have been doing that for years, he thinks. So he thinks most of the ghosts, oh. much like our Scarborough Bluff vampires. Oh, my gosh, yes. Are just teenagers. Which was your friends, and that's exactly what I would have done. Around. Yeah, so a lot of it. So, yeah, yeah, there was one. I have to find, I'll put a link up to the articles I read. There was one guy who went down to look and he saw a bunch of bikers and he freaked out thinking they were ghost bikers. No, okay. there was like, like five guys with motorbikes. <laughs> it wasn't even a ghost. He was just so freaked out. So, but, once again, ghosts, is it haunted or is it history? No, it's a bunch of drunk teenagers. So, there's like no, like, like ley lines that they believe that were there, a historical figure, um, like something that significant happened. That I didn't check it that well into it this week. I should probably check a bit more and I'll update you next week. But just from what I read with it being the 60s and 70s and the satanic cult stuff and then the teenagers mucking about. That's so interesting. And, though. Yeah. So it's, I think most of it was just BS. But And where is this again? Amherstburg. Amherstburg. Amber, Amherstburg. Amherstburg. Okay. AM. So I have Amherstburg, which is, I think it's, where is it near? I forget where it's near. I'll figure it out. But uh, hmm. yeah, somewhere in Ontario. I think it's near Hamilton. I could be wrong. I was going to say, is it more west of Toronto? <laughs> That's a very good question that I will get back to you on. Okay. Because I'm not too sure where it is. I know the main point where they say is Concession Road 8 and Texas Road is the place where people kind of. Texas Road. Right. And it's all private property, too. So this poor guy's probably getting, like, totally ticked off about it. But, uh, yeah. So that was my mini story about uh, hmm. the Amherst Road ghost. Bunch I of like teenagers. It. And that's truly, is it history? Is it haunted? Yeah. We should probably just start a count of, like, how many of these haunted ghost things are just drug teenagers. True. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, like a poll yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Because yeah. I know at least two. Yeah. we Scarborough Bluffs being yeah. one of them. There's got to be more. There's a few of them. Well, uh, Hermitage Ruins. Hermitage, I'm sure there's a lot of... Well, we know it's like they have a lot of satanic worshipping there. That's actually well known. So it's in Windsor and Essex County. Ah. That's where it is. Okay. Hmm. The more you know. The more you know. So the other story that I totally forgot, which is the most important one about the whole thing is basically the main ghost story of Texas Road is that a husband discovered his wife was cheating on him and 
basically told his wife he was taking her out for a nice fancy dinner, a nice night out on the town. And mm-hmm. as they started going down the road, it didn't take long before the wife realized they were kind of heading in the direction opposite of where they were supposed to be going. So she kept asking, like, where are we going? Where are we going? He refused to answer. He then took them to the cemetery where they fought, and he had brought, like, a gigantic meat cleaver and beheaded oh. his wife. Oh, That same night, he confessed to the authorities that he murdered his wife, brought them to the crime scene where they recovered the body, but never found her head. It is said that he hid it, and that is why people now report seeing a ghostly woman in white with no head. Another woman in white. With no head. With no head. So that's the whole, can't believe I forgot to mention that earlier, but. Dun, dun, dun. Right? And then it's funny because the article says, uh, this has more legends and sightings, but people should be aware if they want to explore the graveyards. Because sometimes police are watching for ghost hunters. Oh my gosh. So that that was from ourwindsor.ca. But yeah, so that's the wow. main story. So there is actually like a p- potential haunting because like she died of a gruesome death. Who knows? Who knows? Huh. Or it could just be a bunch of kids running around. Yeah. Yeah, so that was my story. I totally forgot. And every time we, we always mention about a woman in white, I always think of Mean Girls. Lindsay Lohan's was character, the, was she just the, the vampire, vampire bride? bride? Yeah, yeah, that's that's what oh, always comes to my mind. It's so true. That's what I think of it's as well. Bad. So wow, yeah. So, yeah, Texas Road, short and sweet. Pew pew. Now I really have a picture of Chuck Norris. <laughs> yep, Texas Ranger. No matter where he is. <laughs> well, now we have a job for him. We can, you know, resurrect him from his wherever he's doing. Yeah, <laughs> he's been retired somewhere, and yeah. now we can bring him up. Well, oh, I awesome. we haven't done it in a while, so I decided to uh, why not bring back our random Canadian facts because it's been a while. Yeah, I love it. So let's do it. What's up? Further ado, our random Canadian facts. And now for some random Canadian facts. So the word Canada itself means village in the Iroquois language, which is pretty cool. So a lot of you guys may know that, and some of us who grew up in a certain generation <laughs> will know that because of the Heritage Minutes. And the heritage that's, moments that's what I that we thinking. grew up with on CBC yeah. would have these awesome heritage moments. And I'm pretty sure 95% of us probably passed our history test because of, of it. It's <laughs> true. Ones. When you're in it's Canadian true. history class, I'm like, what was that? Oh, yeah. It's from that. Everyone from a certain age is actually replaying this in their mind right now as we talk about with the stupid Canadian story and being like, Canada. Da. Exactly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so right. You're so right. It's so true. <laughs> yep. Another cool Canadian fact, which I thought is like near and dear to me and actually to both of us, is that Canada consumes the most donuts and has the most donut shops per capita of any other country in the world. I totally can see that. There's so, a Timmy's on every corner. There's a Timmy's on every too. corner. And I'm just saying that one of my favorite places that we had to stop on our way to our investigation on Saturday was at Donut Monster in Hamilton. It is they actually have a pop-up shop in Toronto. Oh, no. The stack market. Yeah. Okay, good. It's far away from me. Oh, it is so good. Like, guys, do yourself a solid. If you love donuts, if you love donuts and obsess as much as I am, you have to go to Donut Monster. Like, they have coconut one. They have ones with coconut. Like, it's not cream. It's like a coconut custard. So, oh. it's not, like, sweet at all. It's, like, perfect. They have this, like... Tequila, lime. Oh, that's mine. I Beth love loves. That one. They're sh- simple, like cinnamon sugar one. Okay, I gotta stop talking because yeah, I'm really stup- like I'm stupid hungry right now. Yeah, it's so good. My it's- stomach is probably just growling. Oh, it just totally did. So, oh my oh, gosh, it's, it's so, so good. good. So yeah, so that's my random Canadian facts. Yeah, I had donuts. to throw the donut one in because yeah, it's so Canadian. It's so yeah. Canadian. Remember when Tim Hortons had like the freshly baked ones? 
Yes. And they came out before they switched I, to the Americans. I remember even like going further back was Baker Dozen Donuts. Oh my god! And they used to have a slight taste of like, you know, like, mm, my, like this Hawaiian sprinkle and tobacco because like people would be smoking in there. And I'm pretty sure the lady, her name's like Marge, would be sitting there with a cigarette <laughs> hanging from her mouth as she's like, you know, schlepping the donuts. donuts? Oh my yeah. God, yes. Yeah. Like, so I remember going into like oh. Baker's does donuts as a kid and there'd be like this like thick fog of smoke yeah. as we're picking up our donuts. And so we'd be sort of like, oh, donuts, <clears throat> cigarettes. Do you, did I ever take, okay, odd history fact here, mm. how donuts became associated with police officers? No. Do so tell. Back in the days, you youngins might know this, but most stores shut down at business hours. A lot of them wouldn't even be open past eight mm-hmm. or nine. Restaurants shut down early. And in most smaller towns, nothing would be open past a certain time except for coffee shops. So when the police had to go in to write up their notes, grab a bite to eat, that was the only thing that was open. So that's how it became associated with police officers mm. eating donuts, because literally it was the only thing available to them. That's perfect. So well, that's that, how. That's awesome. That goes. It's perfect. kind of a lame story, but that's how donuts and cops go together. And since then, we have had a wonderful social joke from it. Yes, we do. It's a, a run-on joke right? all the time. So that was my running story for you guys. Oh, very cool. Yeah. The more you know. Ding. But now I'm just thinking about bankers uh, dozen donuts. And if uh, Donut Monster ever wants to sponsor us, wink, wink, wink. <laughs> we're more than happy. We will take our sponsorship in donuts. <laughs> we really would, too. I totally would. Oh, man. Oh, so, um, I'm excited about my story. I'm excited here, too. Because not only is it a cool story, it's got such great Canadian history, but I actually went to this place. Oh. And I oh, everywhere. Be, I know. And this place is actually in... Hel- like Tom Stomp and Connors. <laughs> Or Johnny Cash. Or Johnny Cash. Yes, that's what I usually think of. I'm going to be talking about the Five Fishermen restaurant in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Oh, delicious. Oh, it is phenomenal. It's actually like, I'm trying to picture my head again if it's not too far from the um, Keith's uh, Brewery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Alexander Keith's Brewery. I think it's like not too far from each other, which I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I don't know if I've eaten there or not when I went to Halifax. Oh, so I'm sure I remember. So if you guys are east and you guys do live in Nova Scotia if you've never been to Five Fishermen shame on you this place the food <laughs> is so good like I had the best lobster mac and cheese there mm-hmm. and they do the lobster like they do the, like their lobster like mm-hmm. rolls which is fresh oh, like, it was like, I think so it was a brioche bun it was like oh I'm so hungry there's now. nothing like east coast lobster oh so delicious so so much of my sources like where I got my research from actually came from the paranormal investigations Nova Scotia and it's rest- the restaurant itself which is cool because a lot of these places, sometimes they kind of hide their history. This place actually really embraces because this place has been around forever. It's got so many hands and mm-hmm. it's got connections to the Titanic. Yeah. So it is amazing. So the Five Fishermen Restaurant is known to be one of Canada's most haunted locations. Mm-hmm. The restaurant's located downtown Halifax and it was actually built in 1817 with the plans for the building to be a schoolhouse. The schoolhouse doors opened the following year where classes were held for about several years. The building then changed hands to new owners and changed over to an art school. It was known as Halifax Victorian School of Art. Mm-hmm. I like the Victorian part. Me too. The art school prospered for many years before moving to a new location in the city. To the bit some poor kid doing like your Jackson Paul. They're like, no, that's not Victorian. <laughs> oh, the left in one style. Sorry, I didn't go back. Your story. Head your hand in shame. Right? Get back there. Your collars are high enough. How dare you follow Picasso? 
<laughs> Sorry, please continue. I apologize. No, actually, no, thanks. Oh, I've got that sorry. image in my head. Thanks. Sorry, I apologize. Please continue. <laughs> so, it was an art school. It was an art school. The art school prospered, like I said, for a few years before it moved to a new location in the city. And at this point, the Snow family became the uh, owners, and the building was renovated to serve the Snow family mortuary funeral home. Oh. And the best is the guy's name is John Snow, Shush. which is not all of those Game of Thrones. <laughs> and then as I was doing this research, all I could talk was like in John Snow, like, and all I thought was about Game of Thrones the oh, whole gosh, time. Yeah. Well, winter's Halifax is winter's coming. Winters. I know. That's, can you imagine? Winter's just coming. And that's all I thought about the whole time is researching. So that's hilarious. Oh. So this whole thing, just imagine Jon Snow in the place of the people. And I'm just picturing Jon Snow as a funeral director wearing that fur, like <laughs> as a crow, the crow, you know, this yeah. fur cape, you know, the, with all the feathers oh and greeting and people. Welcome. I'm so sorry for your loss. My condolences. Wait, just come in. That's <laughs> <laughs> all you get to say okay. to everybody. And he's always got the scowl face. So he's got the scowl on his face. He always looks worried. Yeah. I actually never watched Heroes. I love you, Kit. Don't worry. I love you. So the funeral home would play a huge role in Canada's two of Canada's disasters. Oh, yeah, it would too. So on April 19th, the RMS Titanic, Titanic was heading to New York when it struck an iceberg off the coast of Newfoundland. Many of the bodies were recovered and were brought to the actually still funeral home for proper arrangements for the bodies to be planned. So that's where they brought them in. Yeah. And then they had to figure out who this belonged to. And obviously, like... Yeah, it was a huge thing. It was a huge thing, right? So a lot of these bodies were actually put into this funeral home. Yeah. And two bodies that were brought into the building, this is a little bit cool facts, were John okay, James Astor. I'm sorry. I just... You made me think of Titanic and the conspiracy theories that go with it. Okay, we gotta so, stop with that. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> But when I pulled it up, all that comes up on my computer is this big picture of Jon Snow. No. Oh, my gosh. I, I will stop interrupting you, but I just, I thought that was crazy. That is crazy. That is okay. So, there you guys go. We got to take a picture of that and put it on Instagram right, yeah. to show that. Because that was just a... Uh, <laughs> what? I wouldn't have interrupted, except I thought it was just a funny, a funny fact. That is hilarious. And I will see my Titanic conspiracies for another day. Okay, we could talk about it. But yes. But I want to hear this for I'll say for another day because this is fascinating. And I'm not gonna lie, so when I was doing this, all I thought about thought about was those bad like B-rated horror movies that had to do with the Titanic, you know. Oh, yeah, those are so bad. So anyhow, too, um, this is actually pretty cool facts that mm-hmm. I don't know, as death can get. <laughs> get a little bit more over here. But John Jacob Astor, who was the richest man on the ship, was one of the bodies that was brought yeah. to the funeral home, and also Charles M. Hayes, the president of the Grand Trunk. Now, I'm going to read a little bit about John Jacob Astor. Mm-hmm. was a real estate developer. His buildings are actually known for um, Astoria, the section of the Waldorf Astoria, mm-hmm. which I love. I've been there and actually got to stay there for a few nights in the Waldorf. It is Ooh. the most beautiful building. So about 1987, uh, sorry, 1897, and he's also... He built several other known buildings, such as the New York City hotels, including the St. Regis, which apparently is supposed to be haunted as well. I've heard that, yeah. Yeah, super haunted. So that is a pretty cool bit of uh, little facts there. And also, Charles M. Hayes was a Grand Trunk Pacific Railway, and he was a historic Canadian who was basically the run uh, in charge of the running of from Winnipeg to Pacific Coast to Prince Rupert, British Columbia. East of Winnipeg to the line to continue through the National Transcontinental Railway and run it right across to North Northern Ontario to Quebec and cross to the St. Lawrence. So he was a pretty lot. big deal. He was, yeah. you know, 
pretty, he's a big honcho. He was a big honcho. So that was pretty cool facts. So both of those bodies were actually buried, not buried, but their bodies were brought to the funerals mm-hmm. home before they were brought to the families. So a few years later, the morning of December, so like that was 1912, the Titanic. Right. So you can imagine, again, bodies washing ashore, people mm-hmm. bringing them up, you know, a fortunate, you know, yeah. circumstance that happened. And then you fast forward to 1917, when two ships of the Norwegian vessel collided with the Mont Blanc with another huge French cargo ship that was carrying explosives. And apparently they collided together. And then what happened actually began listen or if you watch the heritage yeah, you moments you can them. actually watch it there there's actually a very it's very when you watch it now me, as an adult yeah it gets to you like as a, child, me as a kid it, as a kid it got me yeah because that. you th- you know you saw the little kids running yeah. around right so needless to say it was a big explosion because the ship that was carrying the explosives blew up and a lot of people didn't take heed of this one guy that was trying to, to warn, warn them everyone. and a lot of people didn't listen to him and because of that approximately 2,000 people were killed by the blast Debris, fires, and collapsed buildings all over and near the port. An estimated 9,000 people were injured due to the force explosion. Yeah. So over 2,000 people died, and then 9,000 were injured. Yeah, which was a huge chunk of the population back then. Huge chunk of the population back then. Exactly. So the blast was the largest man-made explosion of its time, relating so releasing the equivalent energy of roughly 2.9 kilo, uh, kilotons of TNT. So explosion. Yeah, that's pretty bad. So in the aftermath of this tragic disaster, the Snow Funeral Home played a part, again, in sorting the remains of the victims as well as preparing the arrangements. Again, you can go, if you want to, like, see the videos on YouTube, just type in, like, Heritage Minutes, and you can just say Heritage Minutes and Explosion. Halifax Halifax Explosion. Explosion. Needless to say, this building is haunted. Again, it's very close to the water. It's where everything happened. So it was, like, smack dab right there. Surprised that building actually didn't get destroyed. Yeah, that's pretty... It's probably stone though, right? Compared to it is a stone one. If you guys, I, I will put it on our Instagram and on our Facebook as well. I'm gonna post some of these pictures. It is a beautiful building. So I'm now going to talk about the hauntings. This place again. When we walked into this place, our cousin said to us, "Like, well, you like anything paranormal and you like seafood. Perfect combination. <laughs> like, it's like <laughs> you like food. Do you like hauntings and ghosts?" don't say anymore just come to this restaurant and that's what it was like we first saw this place like awesome that's really cool so staff have reported seeing both a male and female apparitions in the building staff and you know guests have also experienced walking through pockets of extreme cold air mm-hmm. now when i was doing my research this weekend i thought okay cool i experienced that now experiencing that for myself mm-hmm. at the mill and being in a pocket of air i was able to like really and understand like because i'm like put myself like oh yeah i know exactly how that feels gotcha so it's actually pretty cool staff who are closing will hear crashes and bangs from the kitchen and they will go and investigate to find the utensils and pots and pans have been tossed all over the rooms so in the kitchen women so yeah (laughs) get pissed off (laughs) son of a bitch i just finished washing that ladle right (laughs) sorry that's good (laughs) that would be me oh yeah now, this is interesting. So when we were having dinner there, they will give you like a little, it's actually cool because this restaurant does give you a little history and they, mm-hmm. like they're very proud of it. And so the, the art waitress, she's like, oh, do you like to go see Blooming Ghosts? I said, do I? <laughs> you have obviously yeah, not Like, and Chris is like kind of laughing and she's like, well, you have to go to the bathroom because that's apparently where 
a lot of the, the female yeah. bathroom. It always happens in the female bathroom. Uh, the keg mansion. Yeah, female bathroom. And, well, so it's actually funny. So when I was, you know, doing the research and then the paranormal group in Nova Scotia, mm-hmm. they actually have uh, one of the, the investigators took the same picture I did. So the picture uh, of her and I have, I should do like a, a, side, side, a side, side, side by side, side to yeah. see like, I will post again my picture. Actually, I'll show you. But this is me. That's it. Oh, there you go. So that's a little tugboat that's just down the street from there. But okay, yeah, it was that. It was a cool, right? So, so they said this restaurant has a very oppressive feeling. Okay. Apparently, they said there's. It's been um, a place where uh, a couple possessions have happened. Oh dear! But I couldn't like. I was trying to do some research on it, yeah. and paranormal investigating team were trying to do some research on it. Yeah. There's really nothing to back it up, but. I was thinking maybe because it's the oppressive feeling that people maybe. may feel like they're being possessed. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Sorry, not supposed to like, yeah, like exorcism. Sorry, a couple of exorcisms, not oh. possessions, exorcisms. Exorcisms, okay. So again, couldn't find really much evidence on this, but again, it is an oppressive feeling. Interesting. Then I don't think I either. <laughs> no, so apparently, again, women who've been in this bathroom will go there mm-hmm. and they hear, while they're in the stall, they'll hear a lady like crying. Oh, and they're sobbing, and when they get out of the bathroom stall to console that person, yeah. and they look, you know, you look underneath the stall, yeah. like, are you okay? Is everything fine? Yeah. Nobody's in there. Really? They're the only ones there. That's creepy. So that, like, I know. So I was <laughs> I was excited to do, go to this bathroom. I'm like, okay, let's see if this happens. Mm-hmm. I'm in the right place, just in case anything happens, because... Yeah, you're right there. I'm right there, right? So I'm like, I'm waiting, anticipating, and I went to the bathroom business and I decided to take a picture I just actually stayed there for a bit starts laughing oh, 10 okay. minutes and like later going on and I was just waiting right and it's funny when people are coming in mm-hmm. it's actually trying to record actually with, <laughs> with my phone to see if I heard anything but that's what I'm that, sure you heard something just not what you just, wanted but I was by myself though the whole time oh by her oh I thought you were saying people were coming no in. no oh, no I was actually that I was, I was okay. waiting for people to come in oh. but I was recording it was actually that's weird because I was there for 10 minutes by myself Nobody came in. That is weird. I know. It's a busy restaurant. It was like, like this, like dinner time. So it was yeah. actually so, you know, pleasantly surprised. Nobody else came in. He had a good pocket. I know. That's awesome. So yeah. So the woman would be hearing this. So I heard about this. So I, of course, went to the stall, did mm-hmm. my business. And I think maybe I'll hear something. But unfortunately, I did not. Again, staff will hear, who are closing up, hear taps turning on and off. Or the most fuss running, they said, mm-hmm. the taps go on and they go in and the taps are running. Oh. Yeah. Wasting water. Right. Damn, it goes so selfish. One server who was working late um, said one day he uh, was sure he was by himself. Doing his, like, you know, diligence, cleaning yeah. up. And all of a sudden he said he checked the lights in the salad bar where he heard something go through the swinging doors into the kitchen. And he's like, I'm pretty sure. He thought for sure because he was adamant, like, I was yeah. the only one. So he thought it was like a coworker. Yeah. Went to the back. Nobody's there. He couldn't find not another human being. This is a lesson. People who work in restaurants don't work by yourself. I know. I well, especially no one's safe. But but no one. This place is haunted, right? Like, well, and also knowing it's a popular restaurant with a good cash flow. Like. <clears throat> exactly. Well, that's for like sorry. Safety numbers. Safety people. numbers. Safety numbers. Sorry, Always going to. I keep going off on you. No, it was okay. But that's crazy. I know. Another waitress will, um, tells about being there late one night. And she was near the Grand Sterile. So, like, this place, again, it's, it's just beautiful, this mm-hmm. place. And she was going down to the uh, the maitre d' sand where, obviously, where yeah. waitresses or your maitre d' waits for you. And she saw this gray apparition of a fog-like mass moving down the stairs. That's great. Yeah. So, again, late at night, 
probably working alone and she sees this gray mass. So I would probably, well, I don't know. The paranormal investigator would be like, hold on a second, freeze. I want to get my camera. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, my contacts probably put together. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. When something like that does happen to you, you do guess yourself. Like yeah. you do second guess yourself. You think there's other stuff going you on. You think it's other stuff. Like, yeah. oh, is that cataract coming on to me now? Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> gotta get that exactly. I gotta get my eyes checked now. Dang it! People uh-huh. get tapped on the shoulder. This is another weird thing. So people would actually get tapped on the shoulder to turn around, and nobody's there. That's so creepy. So things touching you from behind. So I'm not too sure. I would like that one. So behind, this is what kills me? These things can manifest enough to make things fall and like yes. touch people, but they can't leave a freaking note. <laughs> like that. I'm sorry. That just bothers me. What are they gonna say? Sorry like, for hi spirit here i don't know it's dan <laughs> like i don't know but if like, they want to communicate like you think they have all this energy to move stuff they can use your radio thing to pick out words and yet they can't write a note well it probably like, takes a lot more but who really has pen and papers anymore actresses well we just should do well it's funny you say that i'm gonna go off like, i totally believe it but i'm just like <clears throat> it's one of the ghost things that annoy me so it's funny you say that. So I was watching Port as a Hell mm-hmm. and Jack and Katrina went to the Madame Lorraine uh, oh, mansion yeah. in which nobody investigators have been there yeah. before. The lady was talking about, so she's, her mom works there, but she's also, she works there. She's, um, I think she's like a cleaner okay. for this house. And she was saying that her friend was testing out a fax machine. She was testing out the fax yeah. machine from the house. So her friend, so she, when she got the fax machine, mm-hmm. she wrote down, Hello. When it came out, it said, it said, uh, what's your name? The, oh. the, the if I can't, why am I yeah. going blank right now? That's okay. But Madame Laura, her name came out. <gasps> See, now that's a smart ghost. But like, she wrote a note that said hello, and yeah. they came out on the other end. With a different, with a different name. See, that's cool. So, I thought that was smart So, ghost. it depends on the spirits. Like, it really true. true. Like, to move utensils, it's like, yeah. it takes a lot of energy. And that's why they said, like, that's why there's different investigators coming with different tools all the time. Yeah. So the energies don't have to use so much of their energy. They that's use good. electronics to pull the energy from. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Uh-huh. So that was pretty cool. But that be tapped on the shoulder. That's freaky. So that one. That's actually, freaky. every time the story happened to me when I worked at, this is years ago, when I was in high school at Gap Kids. And it was like the weekend I was working early in the morning yeah. to before your doors open, I was in the back mm-hmm. of the change rooms to like make sure everything was fine. They yeah. unlocked the doors, and I felt a cold breath on my neck. You know, because somebody's like standing yeah. behind you. I felt a cold breath. Ew! But it wasn't like a blast of. This was in the winter time. Yeah. So it was not AC. There was no fans. Yeah. It's in the change room. You don't have AC, and you don't have the vents coming up. There's no vents. It's a shopping mall. Not we have at home. Yeah. It came. I actually felt in the back of my neck. Like it yeah. felt like something was breathing on my neck. Yeah. Just a friendly co-worker is a little creepy and then runs away. Oh, but that's a funny thing. There was only three of us and two oh, of them wow. were in the front. Oh, wow. Like, it was Fair my manager. Enough. It was like, I think the floor manager, mm-hmm. my other co-worker and myself, I was in the back by Fair myself. Enough. Fair enough. It was freaky. So, talk about getting, grabbed, you know, touching the shoulder. Wow. So, I'm sorry. That memory has always stuck to me. Like, I just, that was freaky. So, another part, so, so the, apparently, behind the salad bar at the restaurant, there's a private room known as the Captain's Quarters. It was com- it's commonly referred to as the PR and by the staff who worked there. One night after the customers had left, a waiter passed to the PR and he heard two people arguing, a male and a female voice, mm-hmm. and they were quite loud. So he went to go investigate to see what the commotion was about. When the voices stopped, he walked into the room, 
completely stopped and the room's empty. That's creepy. But he actually heard it loud and clear, walked in, stopped. That's creepy. Completely. That's funny. On another occasion, several, um, another server uh, was last in the building. Again, last in the building, was locking the doors um, when he turned off the lights. When she approached the, you know, this room, again, the PR Mm -hmm. room, she knows something or someone entered it. Uh, She was revealed that she thought it was like somebody, like a co-worker. She thought, oh, okay, it was a co-worker. And then she saw not only that the doors unlocked, so any she freaked out because she realized the door's locked. Yeah. She is the only one there. And she turned around. She saw that was the room's empty and she saw another thing, like a shadow that, oh. in the room. So again, I got, so the paranormal investigating investigations rather group in Nova Scotia, they actually did a whole session there. <laughs> so they were there one day investigating it. So this is pretty interesting. This is compelling because they actually have recorded this. Okay. There's actually, recordings of voices on their spirit box cool so while investigated they conducted an itc ghost box session at one of the dining room tables during the first attempt to communicate the spirit they heard a male voice during the first attempt boom right away they got a first response and apparently they asked so one of the investigators darcy asked if there's a male spirit present um, would you like to communicate in the clip you can actually hear it so I'm going to play it really fast. It's 40 seconds, but you can actually hear it. If there's a male here, what's your name? Did you guys hear that? Is it Drake? It's really fast. It's very, but again, because... IRCs, like uh, these are like ITCs and like those spots because yeah. it goes ha- so fast. I hate those. It things. is a rapid thing, but it's very, it's very convincing because it actually is like yeah. true to time and you actually get good responses. Mm-hmm. So the creepy thing is that they got this response, said Drake. Mm-hmm. Well, Drake, William Drake was one of the, a 20 year old man that was living in Halifax when he was killed by the explosion mm-hmm. and his body was brought, they were doing research and he was brought to the funeral home. Fair enough. So that was Drake. Amazing. So, like, that is amazing. First attempt, boom, they got it. So, I thought that was just absolutely amazing. Like, the the evidence that they got was so compelling. I'll have to look into it more. Because, like, for me right now, the skeptic in me is, like, Drake's one of the biggest names on the radio. He has been for the past 10 years. But but, scan it. Yeah. But when you ask respond, though. I'm still a bit skeptic. I'll have to look into it more. I want you guys to listen to this. Is there a so you actually hear it loud and clear. Now, they also did a, our, um, I think it was a REM pod session. Mm-hmm. And a REM pod, if you guys don't know, is it's a device that actually picks up frequencies. When you go near it, it will set off. So, again, the investigators were set up in another part, and they decided to do an, uh, a REM pod to register EMF field. And as they were doing this, they noticed this one area seems to be very active. Mm-hmm. And they actually recorded on a camera this mist that came up. It was actually the coolest thing ever. Again, mm-hmm. I can't show you this is radio, but if you guys, I will post it. We'll put a link this investigation it was absolutely amazing. So this paranormal team got some like really great evidence. That sounds really cool. And like this place again is super haunted. So again, while in the wine cage area, which I like the name of that, we're asking questions. How many spirits are in the room right now? Immediately within six seconds of recorded, they said 12. Okay. So I'm going to see if I can find that for you guys. Again, that was, like, that's amazing. When you get this quick responses, it's just absolutely amazing. Um, 
Here we go. This is the, so again, this is the wine cage. So I'm just curious. Yeah. How many spirits are in this here right now? Well, clear. So that's exactly the responses we got when we were at the mill. I just thought, so I love how home par paranormal investigators do the teacher thing where some, there's an answer and then they all repeat the answer in like a very calm, reassuring, like 12. 12. Did yeah. anyone hear that? 12. 12. Thank you, Drake. Does anyone else have any answers? <laughs> like, sorry. But that, yeah. voice is very 12. But that was a different room too, right? So these yeah. are two different rooms, two different responses. Mm -hmm. It just... I just came to what intelligent this was. So that is my story of the 12, like That's the five really fishermen. That kicked up a lot of conversations. That's a good I know. One. So yeah, like I said, guys, five fishermen. Again, if you That's think about one. it, it's got the perfect Yeah, it's got a pretty recipe good recipe for hauntings, right? Yeah. Old, near disasters, near water. And funeral home, school, all the different John energies. Snow. John Snow walking around with his as a crow. With the rapper Drake. Rapper. Yeah, the rapper Drake. Dropping mad beats, y'all. Can you imagine? I can see that <laughs> skip playing itself out. So I thought <laughs> you can get anything in the wine in the wine cage. Oh my gosh, getting drunk. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, sorry. No, I'm sorry. That I just thought was I went off on a tangent there. But that's a really cool one. I know. That's I like, really I like honestly I had so much fun doing research because awesome. I have a personal connection being there myself yeah. being at the exact bathroom so too I am because it's such it. a cool place like I cannot express like, how beautiful this building is and how cool it is and how yummy the food is so again if five fishermen want to uh, be a, a sponsor. sponsor for us too send us over lobsters and like lobster like, mac and cheese I love it Pass I don't it know over. if it was the Halifax or the, or the Prince Edward or Charlottetown PEI airport well, at least when I went like 10 years ago, you could actually buy a lobster in the airport to take home. Yeah. It's like, that's the greatest thing ever. I know. I don't want to keep it as a pet though. Pinchy. Yeah. Homer Simpson has Pinchy. So yeah, that's that my such story. A cool one. That was a great one. I know. I'm super excited. That was awesome. Now I really want lobster mac and cheese. Well, now I'm going to go home and go down all my Titan conspiracy theories to bring to a new episode. Maybe next week oh. or the week after that. Yes. So many good experiences. So many. It's like... And you touched on a few of them, so I was like, ooh. Uh-huh. So, thank you guys for joining us for episode 25. I hope you had fun as we've walked down food lane. My security-oriented today. Donuts and lobster. <laughs> and wine. I'm sure someone's made the lobster donut at some point. Yeah. It's super fun, so... So, um, do stay tuned, guys. Like I said, we have some awesome guests coming up. Mm -hmm. uh, more investigations. We're actually got invited. I'm so excited. To Dundurn Castle next go. month, yeah. which again, cool historical place. It's got actually ties to the royal family, which is pretty neat. So, um, we'll be doing probably a live session there in next month. So, until then, remember is it haunted? Is it history? I don't know. You decide. Or is it just drunk teenagers? Maybe all three. All people. <laughs> well, drunk in history. There you go. Bye, guys. Have a good one. Bye.